1: Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and
2: never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.
0: The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. What's up, everybody? It's Peter Schrager, and this is The Season with Peter Schrager as an end-of-the-year treat. I opened up on Twitter and said, I opened up, I opened up to everybody on Twitter and I showed my true colors and I said, send me anything, any mailbag question you want, ask me anything and we'll pick a few of them and we'll answer them on the podcast as a little end of the year treat. This is part two. Part one was an interview we recorded earlier today with Andrew Whitworth who, I don't know, Seems like he can still play for the Bengals And uh, give that a listen Whitworth is great I also discussed Sean Payton at length In that podcast But Aaron Wong Kaufman I, uh, I love working with you It is now week 17 of the season With Peter Schrager We've had a ton of guests And now it's time to dip ourselves Into the reader and listener questions uh, Do you want to just fire these at me And then uh, I'll take my best stab At answering some questions from Twitter <laughs>
3: Perfect. Sounds good. All right. So the first one we've got is from. I apologize when I mispronounce all of these Twitter handles, but yeah, Sadi Banani. I think it, it sounds right. Yeah, and they it rhymes, so that makes sense. They asked you, "What's the key to the Packers earning a playoff spot and progressing beyond the Wild Card weekend?"
0: You know, shame on everybody in the NFC. You know, the Packers were four and eight, four and eight, especially. Following the two primetime losses, the terrible one at home to Tennessee, and then the one where they fought hard but lost to the Eagles. And you come out of that four and eight, the Packers should be done. Any team that's four and eight should not be going to the playoffs. And yet NFC team by NFC team by NFC team, one by one by one, continues to screw up and lose games, allowing the Packers to still have a flicker of hope. And now The Packers have won three straight games. They got rested on the bye week. Their special teams is suddenly something that's a strength when for the last year and a half it was an absolute embarrassment. And you look, they got everything they needed this week. They got the Giants to lose. They got the Commanders to lose. They got the Seahawks to lose. You look at that NFC South, that's irrelevant for the wild card race. None of those teams are going to the wild card. So all those other teams that they needed to lose lost and then the lions lost so suddenly the packers are seven and eight they are a half game out of the final nfc playoff spot and they've got the vikings and the lions two teams that they have just bullied around for the last two decades at home the next two weeks what they need is this they need to win both of their final two games obviously they've got to beat the vikings in Lambeau, And then they've got to beat the Lions in Lambeau, which I think is doable, especially if Rodgers is is playing like he's been playing the last few weeks. And then they need the Commanders to lose one of their games, okay, one of their final two games, which is Cleveland or Dallas. Or Commanders could win both those games they need the Giants to lose both. So their best bet is this. Their best bet. And they got helped by the Eagles for losing on, on Sunday because now the Eagles are going to you know, have to be playing and the Cowboys are going to be playing to the final stretch. So here's what they need. Packers fans, you're feeling me. Here's what you got. Win these final two games, and then you need Dallas or Cleveland to beat Washington. If you get that, you're in. And then Rodgers is the seven seed, and guess who's most likely the two seed? 49ers. And guess what? Rodgers, Niners revenge from last year in San Francisco let's roll like i this thing is crazy uh, the fact that they even let this guy nick you know it's i always say he's like the boogeyman in the nfc like keep him out of the club do not let the boogeyman back in but here we are and i think they played well last week against the dolphins three picks yeah and i'm not sure if Tua was concussed during that or not doesn't matter the defense was all over the place they just absolutely manhandled the dolphins uh, in that final stanza so packers are alive Vikings, if you want to put an end to everyone's misery, just beat them and and shut everyone up and show that you're not just one of these smoke and mirrors teams that wins by one score every game and just hangs on by the skin of their teeth. Go beat them if you really want to tell everyone that you're the power of the NFC North. If not, you better believe that game Sunday night is going to be on TV and it'll be national television. Lions versus Packers with Aaron Rodgers playing for a chance to make it to the NFL playoffs. Uh, Wild ride. I'm here for it.
3: Another team that we got a ton of questions about was the Raiders and their chances of making it into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, so I I do a segment on Good Morning Football every year called A Beautiful Mind, and I take the team that has the longest odds at making the playoffs going into Week 17. The longest odds. So the biggest long shot, and it's the Las Vegas Raiders with Aaron, a 1.25% chance to make the playoffs. Here's a clip from the show where I explain exactly what they need to see the silver and black playing in January. It might take a little bit more than a win and in like it did in 2021 against the Chargers, but the Raiders are still alive for the playoffs and I'm here to tell you how they will make the dance. Here's one way the six and nine Raiders can still qualify for the 2022 NFL playoffs. Producers, can I have my music please? Can I have my music? Thank you. For the Raiders to secure a playoff berth, Las Vegas must win their last two games, home against the 49ers, then home against the Kansas City Chiefs. Second, the Dolphins must lose their last two games, Week 17 at the Patriots, then Week 18 home against the Jets. Third, the Jets need to lose Week 17 at Seattle, then win in Week 18 at Miami. Fourth, the Patriots then need to beat the Dolphins in Week 17, but then lose Week 18 at Buffalo against the Bills. Okay. Fifth! Fifth! The Steelers then need to lose at least one game. Now, they can lose both, but Pittsburgh must lose at least once, either at the Ravens in Week 17 this Sunday night or home against the Browns. Sixth. Six! The Titans, they need to beat the Cowboys at home, then lose in the regular season finale against the Jaguars. If all of that happens... There would then be a six-way tie for the seventh playoff spot. And that sixth-way tie would be between the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Jets, the Steelers, the Titans, and the Raiders. Which team would get the final spot? Well, first, the tiebreaker is a divisional. The Patriots would have the best head-to-head record among the Jets and Dolphins, which would eliminate New York and Miami. The second tiebreaker is overall conference record. And Pittsburgh would be 4-8 and in the conference in the AFC games. Tennessee would be 5-7 and in the conference in AFC games. But New England and Las Vegas would both be 6-6. and That eliminates both Pittsburgh and Tennessee. So it would then come down to the Raiders, and you guessed it, the Patriots. And what would the tiebreaker be in that one? Let's go back to the final play. Week 15, Patriots and Raiders tied at 64. Jacoby Myers lateraling the ball and it landing in the arms of Chandler Jones after this Ramondre Stevens pitch. This play right here would be the tiebreaker after a seven-way tie for that seed. And the Raiders, because of this game, this tiebreaker over the Patriots, would have the head-to-head advantage, and it would be the Las Vegas Raiders getting the tiebreaker over the Patriots and earning the final spot in the AFC playoffs. Now, folks, if you're saying that's crazy, you're right. There is a 1.25% chance that the Raiders have to make the playoffs. But if we've learned anything following the NFL season this year... If you give me a chance, it means there is a way. The Las Vegas Raiders would be able to make the playoffs if all of those things happened. Do we have my full screen of what they need, producers? Do we have this? This is what they need. All of this help. They need to win two games. They need to lose, they need the Dolphins to lose two games. They need the Jets to lose to the Seahawks but beat the Dolphins. They need the Patriots to beat the Dolphins but lose to the Bills. They need the Steelers to lose one game and then they need the Titans to beat the Cowboys and then lose to the Jaguars. It is that easy, 1.25%. The Raiders are alive and well. Jamie, Jason, your
3: thoughts? Second question was from Darth Greases, if the Rams recover from all of their injuries, can they be playoff contenders again next season? Also, greetings Hmm. from Argentina.
0: Oh, Argentina, congratulations! Darth Greases has been partying the last 10 days. Good for he or she. Um, big messy fan, by the way. I guess uh, that's not a crazy take. Big Messi fan. Um, all right, got to be careful with the Rams. Everyone knows my relationship with McVay and that I'm pretty plugged in with that organization. I would say this. It's going to be a really interesting offseason. I think the the Christmas Day win was really cool. I think the Thursday night win against the Raiders was really cool. But they have salary cap hell, no draft picks, and a bunch of really highly priced veteran talent. And I'm curious to see what they do and whether it's – hey, let's bring everyone back and, and try to add more players and get more guys like Bobby Wagner, who they got this year, or like Allen Robinson, who they got this year, and try to figure it out and sell more picks away? Or is next year one of those, like, let's give it our best shot and let's see if Stafford's healthy and let's see if Cooper Cup recovers and let's just try to roll it back? I McVay is a big question mark. We'll see. I think uh, there was a report earlier this this month that he might take some time away. I, look, we, he and I have not spoken about that. I wouldn't be shocked with anything, though. Um, I know Sean's been burning the candle at both ends, and that means both coaching and life-wise. Uh, you know, I, he got married this past off His grandfather passed away. He bought a new home. He went on a honeymoon. Um, he His wife's family is, is Ukrainian. There's a lot going on for Sean McVay right now and I would be curious to see how he handles the final two weeks of the season and then also maybe the final uh weeks of January as well to see what he wants to do with his future but I'll say this I, I think the roster got just absolutely riddled with injuries a lot of veteran guys do they all come back 100 percent healthy I don't know if I'm if I'm looking at next year's Rams I wouldn't expect them to be Super Bowl contenders just yet. There's just so many players that got hurt and so many guys who are, I think, in in, in a different stage of their careers than they were a year ago when they were all humming.
3: All right, the third one is from Gerkey. Why is Gerke? Yeah, Yeah, Uh Why isn't there more smoke about Brady to the Jets next year? Ooh. Amazing defense, good skill yeah. guys. Brady's kid is in school in New yeah. York. Chance to be back in the AFC East. I don't know if that's a positive, but...
0: Yeah, I don't think Brady would do that to Robert Kraft. I know that sounds wildly like sentimental and all that. I just I don't see Tom Brady, who was you know the pride of the New England Patriots. I don't know if he goes out of conference and plays for them, and I guess you're saying, well, he's going to the Dolphins. I think Jets and Patriots are a different deal. I really do. I think Jets and Patriots are a different deal. I would see the, the Tom Brady story, and I guess Daniel Jones makes it kind of moot right now because he's playing well enough. But I would see Brady as more of a fit for the Giants than the Jets. I just can't see Brady in the green and white. I could see the Jets looking to acquire a veteran quarterback, whether that be a Derek Carr in the off season or signing a Jimmy Garoppolo or, or going heavy after – um, you know, some other quarterback that's elsewhere. I just, I, I could see them wanting to bring in Brady and I could see, I just don't see Tom Brady signing with the hated Jets over signing with another team if he comes back. Uh, again, that seems like it's contradictory because he was willing to go to the Dolphins. We know that story was out there. I think the Jets are different than the Dolphins. I really do. And I think uh, with the history of Belichick and the Jets and all that stuff, I don't
3: think Brady would want to end his career as a New York Jet. All right, number four from Devin Lynn 9 Who are your top three head coaching options that would be most beneficial for the Broncos? Ooh,
0: okay, so Broncos are a, a, a unique situation, as so many other teams have unique situations to them. Broncos went with the young, hot offensive coordinator named Nathaniel Hackett and swung and missed desperately. It was terrible, and team was undisciplined on the sidelines on national TV, which I think was a great embarrassment to a lot of people um, Sunday, seeing a fight break out and also seeing uh, fisticuffs during the game on the sidelines with their own offensive line and their backup quarterback last year dan quinn was in the final interviews for that job i think dan quinn makes a lot of sense to the denver broncos i think uh frank reich makes a lot of sense for the denver broncos i think leslie frazier makes a lot of sense for the denver broncos leslie frazier is the defensive coordinator of the buffalo bills right now he has a history with george payton the general manager I, you know, I don't know what this team is. Is Russell Wilson as bad as he's played this year? If so, is that a deterrent, or is that a, a detrimental thing for a, a young, uh, for a coach that wants to go there? Like Sean Payton, we've talked about him at nauseum over the last several weeks. Does he want to go to Denver? Well, look, they've got a great fan base. They've got an awesome uh, new ownership group that hasn't hired a head coach yet and has a ton of money and is looking to make a big splash. And Denver's a great place to live. It's a great place to raise a family. It's a great place to, to, to settle. Um, he would have to figure out the Russell Wilson deal. So I don't think it's young offensive coach. I don't think Avero, who's been um, great as a defensive coordinator, is going to get the head coaching job. I think they go to a guy who has been there, done that before as a head coach and stabilizes this thing. Uh, the names I would put out there, as I've mentioned, Dan Quinn, Okay, I think he's a very viable option. I think Frank Reich is a very viable option. I think Leslie Frazier is a very viable option. And uh, I'll throw another one out there just because I I think he's he's done the rounds before and he's got an offensive mind, and it would be an interesting one. I think Jim Caldwell is an interesting potential uh, hire. Offensive coach, Detroit Lions for years, um, took the Lions to the playoffs twice. Got fired and hasn't gotten an opportunity since. Uh those are the coaches. I'm going with for the for the Broncos, as you can see. Guys who have been there done that. You need to stabilize that thing. It's it's
3: kinda off the rails right now. Okay, number five, favorite Monmouth County restaurant. Do you know what Monmouth County is, Aaron? Uh, somewhere in Jersey. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's as yeah. far as I Central Telly. Jersey. I grew up in Monmouth County. I grew up in Freehold, New Jersey, and my favorite Monmouth County restaurant is a place called Federici's. Federici's is in downtown Freehold. It's a legendary spot. Bruce Springsteen is often seen there, where he was at least twenty years ago when I lived there. You get those like random like hey, Springsteen was at Federici's. It's the thinnest crust pizza you can imagine, and it's perfection. Their pizza is the best pizza in America. I'll put it up against anywhere. I grew up on Federici's pizza. I haven't had it in years. Uh, There was a second Federici's that opened, and it was actually interesting if you really want to get into the dynamics of Monmouth County restaurants. One of the brothers opened up another one called Frankie Feds. I hear that those two brothers had a falling out. I'm not sure where this is, but there's like two rival Federici's. It's Frankie Feds, which is about a mile away from Federici's, and both of them are outstanding. Uh, My mouth is watering even thinking about it. That is my favorite Monmouth County restaurant. All due respect to Pete and Elda's and all due respect to uh, the rest of the Monmouth County restaurants that everyone will be arguing about when they listen to this.
3: You know, I've heard a lot about Jersey pizza, but uh, never, never really like had a great New Jersey pizza, which is partly my fault. I think, it's
0: but. different. It's so like I think like a New Jersey slice. People think of like a New York slice, and it's great. And people in Long Island will say, "No, Long Island pizza is the best." Federici's is unique. It is like a cracker. It is so thin. I don't know if Portnoy did. Uh, I gotta look it up. If Dave Portnoy's ever done. You know, the pizza review for Barstool from Federici's. I'm curious what he would give it. To me, it's a 10. It's the best pizza in the world.
3: Following up, another food one. Favorite New York City steakhouse?
0: Ooh, okay. New York City steakhouse. Peter Luger's is not necessarily the best steak or dining environment in that Peter Luger's is legendary. It's under the the bridge in Williamsburg, and it's like... No credit card, all cash, but it is a fun night out. It is old school New York. So I like the Peter Luger's experience, but I'm not going to say it's the best steak. I'm going to say this. This is a a bit of an outside-the-box pick. I don't think a lot of people talk about this place as a steakhouse because it's also one in L.A. Wolfgang Puck has a fancy-ass steakhouse called Cut. And Cut has that Wagyu, which is, you know, $200 for eight ounces of steak. It's absurd. But there is one in the Four Seasons downtown in Manhattan. I have been. I have been taken there. I certainly am not the one dipping into that. If you ask me what steakhouse I choose, it's usually the Outback (laughs) variety, um, which is nothing to shake a stick at. But if you are in New York or Los Angeles, and in Los Angeles they have one in the Four Seasons there also, Cut, By Wolfgang Puck, um, insane Wagyu steak, like, just melts in your mouth. Nothing better in the world than that.
3: All right. Number seven from Josh B. Stern, where did you get the sweatshirt you wore Christmas Eve on the show? Good morning, football. Oh,
0: yes, yes, yes. So on the show, Good Morning Football, I wore a sweatshirt that had every NFL logo on it, and it was a hoodie. It is actually from a collection that the NFL put out called the Jeff Staples NFL X All-Team Logo Sweatshirt. From what I got a thousand tweets about this. Where'd you get that sweatshirt? Where'd you get that sweatshirt? It's sick. It's every team's logo. It's bizarre. It looks like your old uh, sheets when you were a kid with all the NFL logos on it, and it's just in a sweatshirt form. But right now, I'm told they're all sold out, so... Keep an eye out for it. Jeff Staples, he is a streetwear brand. I don't know him. Uh, he's apparently a very popular designer like uh, of the Supreme Variety or uh, one of those brands. The I'm trying to sound cool. I'm not the one who's hanging outside Supreme waiting three hours for a T-shirt. But uh, Jeff Staples nflx all-team logo sweatshirt
3: i had those those sheets with the old school pats logo and the oilers like i had those nfl sheets yeah
0: everyone had those nfl sheets they were the best i would love to have those sheets now as an adult
3: all right number eight what's been your favorite moment of good morning football Ooh, i'll
0: tell you my favorite moment of good morning football and it was a it was a pretty cool deal because we were in our second season as a show, and we had really picked up a lot of steam, and we were getting critical acclaim, and everyone was like, we love the show, we love the show. And the Eagles lost Carson Wentz, and Nick Foles comes in, and Kyle Brant, my co-host, does a whole speech on Good Morning Football, mimicking... The Rocky Four speech where, you know, Adrian's telling him he can't do it. He can't do it he's at the top of the stairwell. And she's like, you can't do it. You're not going to be able to do it. Like, what are you doing? You can't do it. And he's basically saying this to the Eagles. All right. And he's telling them, you can't do it. You're not good enough. What are you doing? You're done. What are you can't do? You're not going to fight Ivan Drago in Russia. What are you doing? Um, and Kyle does this whole amazing speech. You can Google it. It's great. Here's the wild, wicked turn to this thing. Doug Peterson the head coach of the Eagles at the time, sees the clip, not knowing that it... Well, actually, he knew, but knowing that his team might not know the reference to the Rocky speech, he plays Kyle's spiel to the Eagles the night before their game against the Falcons in the NFC Divisional round. And it's Kyle Brandt saying, you can't do it, you're not good enough, there's no way you can do it, da-da-da-da-da. All the stuff that probably uh, Jason Kelsey scream about in a mummer's costume. So Peterson plays that for the team. They don't know the Rocky speech. They just see some white guy uh, at Good Morning Football telling them they're not good enough and there's no way they can win without Carson Wentz and they're going to lose. They're a terrible team, the worst number one seed in football history. Great. They go out there. They go and they beat the Atlanta Falcons. Julio Jones has one in the back of the end zone, goes through his hands. They beat the Falcons. They're going to host the NFC Championship game the following week. John Clark is the local NBC reporter for Philadelphia. He gets Brandon Graham, the team captain, number 55, gets him in a moment and says, Brandon, what do you want to say to the fans who who, who are rooting for the Eagles and all the people who doubted you? And he looks to the camera and says, "Preeter, not Peter, Preeter Schrager, Preeter Schrager, you didn't think we could do this. I want you to eat your words. You were wrong, Peter Schrager. You were wrong, Peter Schrager.
1: Peter Schrager, yeah, you better believe it.
0: And like I say, Peter Schrager, you was wrong. We, hey, good morning football, y'all don't need to have that boy on there no more because he was wrong. My name is Peter Schrager. I didn't even say anything. He just saw a white guy on Good Morning Football and assumed I was Kyle. And he's going off on the NBC <laughs> you know broadcast. I'm sitting at home getting a million tweets. I'm getting a million texts. All my Eagles friends are like, Brandon Graham is out for blood for you. I picked the Eagles to win the game! Like, I'm like, all right. So we're all laughing, we're having a good time. We run the clip on Good Morning Football. Sure enough, they go and they beat the Vikings. They're playing the Eagles, they're playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Me, Nate, and Kyle, we get to go to the Super Bowl and we're sitting together, we're having a blast, and it's an amazing day, and the game is incredible. Turns out, Derek Barnett strips Tom Brady, or Brandon Graham strips Tom Brady, whoever does it, the Eagles win the game. The coolest moment of Good Morning Football was not my interaction with Brandon Graham, which did follow, and we had a great time, and he came on our show, and we had a blast, and we unpacked it all. But the coolest thing was... We were a part of that journey. We were on the show every morning. Kyle was kind of the Resident Eagles rallying cry guy. I had been covering the Eagles for years. I knew Doug really well. I knew Howie Roseman really well. And I had really fallen in love with Nick Foles' story, you know, from being discarded by Jeff Fisher on national TV to being cut by the Chiefs, you know, all this stuff. And coming out of really oblivion to come on this team, because it was so cold in Minnesota and it was ice cold in Minnesota. We had to walk out of that stadium after the win and there's these little corridors like almost like connecting uh what would you even call them sidewalks if you will but like they're they're over what would you call them And like you know tunnels. what I'm talking about Yeah tunnels Yeah tunnels connecting all the hotels and to be a part of this walk back with thousands of Eagles fans chanting E A G L E S Eagles all the Eagles chants fly Eagles fly all the stuff and I saw grandparents Crying with their sons who are crying with their sons in just joy. And, like, I'm talking, I get goosebumps. Thousands of fans of a fan base that had not won since 1960, finally winning the Super Bowl, and all of them walking in unison, singing, chanting, hugging, loving. And I was with my two brothers, I was with Nate and Kyle, and we were walking through those corridors together. And I remember getting back to the room and just being like, that was a cool moment cool moment for our show and uh i'm pretty blessed to be a part of this so nate has gone on to 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 be on cbs kay is no longer with us um she's with FanDuel, but me and kyle are still doing it we got two new great hosts and jason mccourty and jamie erdahl and I, i i'm looking forward to having plenty of memories with them but that was my favorite memory that whole eagles run it was pretty damn cool
3: that's awesome. I love that. I'm, and I'm, you know, very thankful that I get to work with the great Preter Schrager, too. So Preter. Yeah. Preeter.
0: <laughs> Aaron, anything else? Anything else mailbag related?
3: That was our last I think that was one fun. that I pulled. Yeah, that was great. We've got to do that again.
0: We'll do it again. Maybe we'll do it uh, instead of, uh, you know, having to book my own guests and try to ask for favors. We'll just do mailbags every week. It sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's have a nice end of the year. Thank you to everybody. To you, Aaron, you've been awesome. We've become really good friends and I appreciate all the work you've done. Jason English who works for iHeart Media, fantastic. The NFL Network, the NFL Digital folks um everybody thank you for listening and hopefully you'll keep hanging with us uh into the playoffs as we're going to be doing a ton of different podcasts and i already know we're going to have a couple good guests in the next two weeks some big names i've already booked them uh and uh, no tease hopefully they they come through um but i'm excited i love doing this podcast and love working with you all right next week everybody see ya. The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through four fourteen twenty four 24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
2: All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in.